Hi, welcome to the Wattage Podcast. Wattage is a personal training gym in the West Loop. Today, we're starting a new series called Women of Wattage, where we talk all things women in fitness. I came up with the idea to start the Women of Wattage series because I know that the fitness industry is very male-dominated. So I wanted to give our women trainers and physical therapists a platform in which they can speak to our women audience. With this platform, we plan on talking about everything. We want to talk about going to commercial gyms, personal training. A lot of those myths or stereotypes that women can't do this, women can't do that. But we want to go ahead and break those barriers and to get women excited, educated, and confident in the fitness industry. I'm your host, Destiny Little. And today, I am gathered with three amazing women. All right, first, this woman just completed her first outdoor lead climb in Kentucky. We have Elenel de Palubas. Hello. Next, we have a woman who just dropped an amazing, aesthetically pleasing, informational, educational website, Nikki Jordson. Hello. <laughs> and last but not least, I'm surprised she's even here. <laughs> <laughs> this woman owns a gym with her husband in Naperville, but graciously gives us her presence here at Wattage. Christina Hughes. What up, what up? Hi. I'm so happy you guys all gave me your time today so we can sit down and talk to all of our women audience on our podcast. Super excited for everyone to be here. You guys ready to get started? So ready. Heck yeah. Born ready. All right, let's get after it. If you could give yourself one piece of advice when you first started working out, what would it be? Don't look at people on Instagram. Mm. Don't follow people on Instagram. Because when I started working out, it was years ago. So like the fitness the fitness industry on Instagram then was a lot worse than it is now yes. in terms of quality of movement. Now it's like I could find people that are really, really good coaches on Instagram and I can kind of like work off them and, and I know who to trust and how to trust them. Um, but in the beginning, I was out here like just following the girls that were like looked really good. You know, like she's got a big butt. She's got great biceps and that's what I want to look like. So I'm just going to do these workouts. And it took a long time to learn like that is not what these people are doing in the gym. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing to get likes. Um, so in, in terms of working out, I would tell myself like do the work. Do the work to learn how and how to move and why you're moving that way because it, you don't want to hurt yourself and you don't want to deteriorate muscles and deteriorate progress because you're – overdoing it by yes. doing all these Instagram workouts. That's that's what I would have told myself back then. Got it. I think don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. Mm. Granted, I was in kinesiology. I was very much like, I don't need help. I can just look at my textbook. But I'm thinking about how I would do deadlifts with those <laughs> preloaded like bicep curl bars. I looked horrible. Mm. Um, but I hear a lot of my friends, especially in climbing, a lot of climbers trying to get into lifting. They are so afraid to ask for help. And we talked about it in the first episode. Personal training is really daunting. Mm. But we also talked about the amount of information that is on the internet. And a lot of coaches like ourselves who provide at least answering questions or answering like, is this good? Is this bad? Kind of that leeway layer of help before you get into personal training or some deeper research is not harmful at all. It's scary, but it's absolutely necessary. Weightlifting isn't absolutely safe. Everyone thinks it is, but it's very easy to hurt yourself. Mm especially as someone going to athletic training, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure people don't hurt themselves. And so ask for help. I did not, and I definitely hurt myself a lot <laughs> when I didn't. And I'm pretty injury prone. I don't want anyone else to be. Right. I am having trouble actually answering this question because I, I was an athlete 
for a, a long, a long time. I guess my biggest piece of advice when you first start working out is find things that you actually like to do. Oh, yeah. mm. sure. I meet so many people who do things because they feel like they should or because they feel like they have to in order to get the results that they want. And you know what? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> like, if you don't... <laughs> Like, if you don't like to do it, then don't do it. There are so many other options in fitness to get the results you want Mm -hmm. and enjoy the process. Uh, I love to box more than anything. And it was always just so awesome to be able to do what I genuinely like to do. And I just got the results by default with, you know, a a good quality diet. Um, I don't ever remember being in the gym and – like I'm someone I'm I'm just super heads down. I don't get an F at what other people are doing on Instagram or in the gym or what have you. But there's just no time in life to to do something, uh, especially on a daily, weekly, monthly mm-hmm. basis that you don't that you don't actually like to do. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'd also like to add with Nikki, doing what you like to do. Be patient with yourself. Do what yeah. you like to do throughout the week. There's some weeks I don't feel like lifting and I beat myself up over it. And then I just climb for three days straight. But at least I'm moving. I think I, the biggest takeaway for all my clients, I know if you're listening, I tell all of you movement is movement. So be patient with yourself. Maybe you didn't lift 300 pounds today, but you took a walk. I think that was the biggest thing with working out, coming out of a very regimented dance schedule my entire life. I didn't, I wasn't okay with not moving every single day or sweating my entire life out every hour of the night. So be patient with yourself. Ask for help. Yeah. Do what you like to do. I think that's good clarification. Let me clarify. You're not always going to want to work out. Yes. Um, so you might as well. It's going to help if you choose something that you actually want and enjoy doing instead of forcing yeah. yourself yeah. <laughs> to do something. You already don't feel like doing it. You know you need to do it, and then it's something you don't actually want to do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was going to note on that because I think um, there's a there's a fine line between do what you like and like do what you Get need up to and do. do it. Yeah. yeah. So I think because we're trainers, we understand that like there is so many ways to move. There are so many different ways to to quote unquote work out, right? Mm-hmm. And like people think it's just oh, I just need to go to the gym and and sweat and they people hate to do it. So it's like if you are, you know, um in the in the part of your life where it's like I don't love the idea of working out, start exploring different ways to work out and like yeah like you're saying like just go for a walk go for a bike ride if you don't live in Chicago because it's yeah. freezing, um, go you know get on a Peloton or whatever it is or stretch or go do yoga or hire a personal trainer and let them program for you or go to a class like just start moving and it's kind of like always at least every single client that I've ever had so far it is a snowball effect of, oh, this kind of feels good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start to do this more, and then I'm going to do that more, and then I'm going to do that. And it's like, so yeah, I think, again, fine line between you know listening to your body and knowing when not to move and knowing when to move and how to move and yada, yada, yada. We can, we'll go on for hours about mm-hmm. this as, yeah. as three trainers. <laughs> 100%. I, but let's continue to move on. So I worked with Nikki the other day, maybe like a month ago, she had me doing push-ups for the first time. Well, not for the first time, but I never really gave myself the chance because I was like, there's no shot. I have noodle arms. Like, no. And it's not slender, it's just fact. Uh, <laughs> and she really had me completing push-ups. And I, I want to ask you guys, like, 
I think, I mean, I can speak for myself. Like I know a lot of girls or my peers or people from college are like, oh, I can't do a pull up. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a girl Mm -hmm. or like, no way. I'm not that strong. What would you want to say to them? Like to the girls who can't, who feel like they can't do it. You mean what I actually say to them? There it goes. So we actually have these conversations all the time because what people don't realize is when they talk out loud, we know it's how they talk to themselves. Mm. We hear that all the time, probably on a a daily basis, especially coming from women. And we all do it, right? We all have our version of that for sure. But they just tend to say it out loud, you know, kind of like you did in a sense, like I can't do that. And to me, one of the best roles that I play as a coach is to be objective, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So quite honestly, we don't know. We don't know if we can do that. We haven't tested it yet. That's a, that's a big part of programming and of training is to continuously test where you're at. I can't, I can't do this. It's like, well, let's just try because we don't actually know. So that's what happened with you is that if I take your word, if I took everyone's word for yeah. it, we would not get <laughs> anything done in here, right? We just wouldn't. I can't take someone's word and assume, right? Assume, what is that saying? It makes an asset of you and me. Yeah. 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 So um, if I assume that, you know, you can't, you might have been able to do that the entire time, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly what happened with you. And your first unassisted push-up was seamless. You heard it. It here. almost came out <laughs> way too easy, right? And then what happened after that? Do you remember? I said, I, you kind of want to do it again, don't you? And you're like, yeah, yeah I kind of do, right? <laughs> so it's just getting to that person to get to the other side because yeah. then it's addicting, right? You want to do it again. Like, oh, man, I can do it. Yeah. So I want to keep doing it. Right. So if we're able to get that person to the other side of the situation, everything changes. Everything changes for that person. But point is that all started with what they're telling themselves and what they're telling me. Yeah. Going off of what Nikki said, I think a lot of times I notice my female clients like disclaiming before doing a movement like, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. And then, you know, like Nikki's saying, they can do it. And especially if we modify and like, move the movement, you know, regress the movement a little bit and then get them to do it and like prove to them like, hey, you're way stronger than you think you are because we've all been there. You know, like we, I've, when I first started doing my own training myself, like I, there ain't no way I was doing pushups. I (laughs) guarantee it. And like definitely not pull-ups or any of these like, you know, higher level movements that people are so afraid of. But one, it's our job to get you there. It's our job to say, okay, hey, let's take this 10 steps back and we're going to do this movement for two weeks and then that movement for two. And then all of a sudden you're doing pushups and it's like, that, let's do 12, you know, like it's, um, so yeah, I think that goes into a huge misconception in the fitness industry. And I think you guys talked about this in the first one, but like people thinking that they have to be stronger or better before they get a personal trainer. And it's like, no, bring us your worst, bring us your when you feel the weakest, when you feel the the most discouraged and like let us help you because the whole reason we're here, that's why we're here. Like right. all trainer, most trainers are in this business because like we just love to freaking help people and love to like, like watch you break, like break your own boundaries and break your own, you know, negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think Nikki and Christina worded it perfectly as far as reframing that negative self-talk especially with strength. I know I see like the hashtag everywhere strong women, but it's it's a process to unlearn a lot of the things that we were taught that women are weak, women can't weight lift, women can't do X, Y, Z. I know personally as uh, someone in extreme sports, climbing, climbing is a very male dominated sport. Also a huge misconception for 
a lot of women. I could never do anything with my noodle arms, like Destiny reference. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, for example, I came into climbing out of ballet. God forbid I had any arm strength aside from holding my arms above my head for 30 minutes. (laughs) So the trip that I went on this past weekend was with 12 other women and non-binary people. No men at all. And we all belayed ourselves. We were all climbing 60, 80 feet. And that is that trip alone in that sport that I do that is actually well surrounded by a lot of women here in Chicago is a great example of people overcoming that self-talk. I came into climbing thinking there's no way I could pull myself up that wall. Absolutely not. Um, And I do every day. Same thing with weightlifting that we all do here at Wattage. Um, it's, It's a process to learn that there are a lot of boundaries that you are capable of breaking but you'll never know unless, yeah, like Nikki said, having people like us who get you there. Yeah. But especially as a woman, I think the most scary thing as far as getting into working out, working out and being active until recently, it's a very male-dominated thing. And so the first step is just getting yourself in there, whether it's boxing, dancing, things like that. Whatever your mode of movement may be, I think the biggest thing is to tell yourself that this is for me. And it's for no one else that's in that room with me, whether it's my trainer, the other people working out aside me, um, or alongside me, sorry. It is for your own benefit and for your own confidence and for your own learning process of changing how you view yourself, how you think of yourself, and what you're capable of doing physically and mentally. Yeah. I mean, talking, because I'm a client, because I'm not you guys, but (laughs) I think it's for sure just being so scared and fearful and like fearful of being judged. Like, I know if I'm like at... I'm at export or something. I'm mm-hmm. doing a move. If I see three guys staring at me, I'm like, okay, got it. Doing it wrong. <laughs> Gonna go place those down. Try yeah. again. Gotta get over that fear. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. Your fear. And if you're by yourself, I think also finding your people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love everyone here at Wattage. And again, going back to my climbing example, I love my home gym in Indiana, my home climbing gym. Love them. Guys that are great. It's mostly guys. But since coming to Chicago, I've found like a group of women to climb with. Dope. Women and non-binary people. And it's awesome it is a completely different experience not that it's bad with men but if you're more comfortable seeking out other women like in this podcast or training with other women or personal trainer with who's another woman go for it there's so many niches for it you just kind of have to do the work to find it you can start here at wattage you can ask anyone at wattage i'm sure we all have our friends and our people outside of this gym going off of that (laughs) a little in a different theme but when you're at a gym and there's a girl working out, and you're like, she looks so strong. She looks like she knows what she's doing. She looks dope. Love her shoes. Love her outfit. Love her sports bar. Whatever. Tell her. Mm-hmm. Like, create relationships in the gym it, with women or men, whatever it is. But, like, we need to actively break this, like, competition theme that happens in gyms when, like, oh, God, like, they're definitely doing that wrong. Like, no, no. Like, you know what? Maybe they are. And, like, actually, if you can help, then go up and tell them. Like, or ask a question like, hey, like my trainer taught me this or I actually did this movement the other day. Like, can I help you with that? Don't be like, like just side-eyeing them, one. And two, if you see someone doing something that looks dope, tell them. Like everybody loves to, everyone loves a compliment. Every And it like, you immediately now have a relationship low level with that person. You're going to see them in the gym again. Like you're going to be able to like, what's up? And like, there you go. You just created a new like low-key fitness friendship. Absolutely. And you don't know where it could take you. So like, share positive feedback with people in the gym like 
it literally, please, as little as like, your hair looks cute. Like whatever. It's just like, especially women, it just makes them yeah. feel good and more welcome in a gym space. And like, it's insane that it's 2020 and we still kind of are up against that. But like, some people just don't, some women predominantly don't feel at home in a gym. Like, yeah. help people feel at home. If you do, if you're confident and you like, you feel good enough to go do that, go tell them. It's just, and then you're, someone's going to tell you and it's going to be this like, recipient. it's awesome. Just do it. Oh, wow. That's such a good idea. Um, I love that. I think Thanks. that's awesome. Um, spreading, spreading good vibes. I like it. Um, I also think, I mean, it's, it's definitely gotten better um, in terms of women in the gym and, and women's strength training. Yeah. Actually, in, in general, I think we're already starting at a – just based off of social media and how it's been for years and years and years and years. I mean, we're stemming from, you know, men and, you know, doing <laughs> like muscle building, like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. back in the day. And then we have Jane Fonda who's yeah. doing, first of all, she's super dope. So I'm not hanging on Jane Fonda, but you know, you have the very uh, far left stereotypical male, um, you know, male in strength training. And then you have very other side um, stereotypical you know, females and, and what they do in terms of, uh, cardio and group fitness and et cetera. And so I think it is getting better. I think that we are meeting in the middle more and more, which I think is great. And the, the best way to do that is to see more females strength training. It is, it is, uh, it's, it's addicting, it spreads. And so if we can get more females, comfortable, confident, bold in that strength training session, the rest will want to follow, um, which I think is really, really important. So I, I think it's really hard for women because majority of the time they're just doing what they think they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think breaking, like uh, Christina said, I think breaking that cycle is is hard. That's a very common conversation I think most of us have with our with our female clients. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here today. This was a wonderful episode. I'm super excited. We love the snaps. <laughs> those, those my applause. It was awesome. I'm so excited for the rest of the series. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode four. Where can the people find you guys? I am on Instagram at LNLKD, like M&M's with L's, E-L-E-N-I-L-K-D. At N. Georgeson on Instagram, and then you can also visit my website, NikkiGeorgeson.com. Give me a shout. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm TinaHughes.fit on instagram nice follow us on instagram wattage pt and our twitter wattage pt and myself destiny two ends dot little until next time bye bye, bye.